Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the September 28th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It's your Wednesday hump day evening episode of the show. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, listeners, if you haven't done this already, and hopefully you have, Subscribe to the podcast. Just hit the little subscribe button. Doesn't matter what podcasting app you're using, they've got one. If you hit that, you'll subscribe to the show and you'll get the latest shows as they come out, which is pretty awesome. We've got a website for you, umyasports.com, www, in the front of that, www.umyasports.com. Curate sports news and information from around the internet, social networks, everywhere. Uh, Provide some analysis as well and uh, get you back on your way. You can go check that out. Also, we'd love to hear from you at Um Yeah Sports over there on Twitter. John, my man, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing good. I got my show sheet for the day, which is always exciting. Get to understand what are the topics for the day. And I read that OBJ's name is being floated out there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. I, I like the sound of that. More yeah. of that, please. It's an interesting situation just because OBJ obviously had that ACL injury in the Super Bowl and hasn't signed with anybody at this point, just kind of sitting out. Do you think that's because market. he is, people are questioning his uh, ability to return to prime form? No, is it that he wants just kind of taking money? It, he's just kind of taking it slow right now. So he's everything just I've heard is just him kind of repairing time. and getting okay. ready. Um, but a lot of teams need help. As far as wide receiver room is concerned, the Rams don't really need help, but it'd be great to have him back there. Uh, the Colts definitely need help because the Colts don't really have a, a good number two mm-hmm. uh, wide receiver at this point. And then we've also heard the idea of the Bucks, especially because I like of all the that injury. idea. That's your winner. Yeah, all the injuries and stuff. It's either the Rams or the Bucks if you want a true chance to make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah. the Colts aren't going to be that for you. So I mean, I mean, they're one, one, and one. The only right. team that is literally perfect throughout a tie, a loss, and a win. So that's not where you want to end up as far as a strategic move for your career. Now, I don't see him going to the Colts. Come on. I also think if you go with the Tom Brady route, now there's also the chance he goes with the Von Miller recruiting route where he goes back to, goes to play Buffalo. with his team and, and plays it with Josh Allen. That's also a possibility. I've also heard that he has an interest in joining the Giants uh, as a kind of a reunitement right there but that would have to be without yeah. daniel jones okay they, he wants daniel jones gone before he did, does that that's going to be a year before something like that even takes place so probably not there uh so i mean i would probably imagine buffalo rams or or the bucks would probably be the front runners just because yeah. he wants to join a contender probably i mean at this point in his career that makes the most sense so if you're kind of looking at that i think i kind of think you have to think about the bucks as a kind of a high up their option just because who wouldn't want to play a Tom Brady in yes. more than likely his last season? Right. So if it's legitimately going to be that way, and it seems like it, he's talking about all the time how he's nearing the end, um, then OBJ would be it would be kind of sad if he doesn't take the chance because any team would like to sign him. The Bucks have had a tremendous or a terrible time with with wide receivers. The, the people getting injured, coming back, getting injured again, coming back, and it's just kind of been going like that for the last few seasons now they might get healthy and they might not need him that's also a possibility but 
right now, Chris Godwin's having that all those injuries. I mean, Julio Jones, Russell Gage have always on or the last couple of weeks have been on the whole uh, injury report. They've played, but they've been kind of in and out, in and out. So there's ob- there's obviously room for him, but is he going to want to sign to a position where he probably won't be the wide receiver number one? Well, he definitely won't be the wide receiver number one. And and secondly, it, does he want to sign to a situation where he won't get a whole lot of playing time as a consequence of not being number one? So if you go to Buffalo, you won't be number one, but you'll get plenty of playing time because the only guy you're really fighting with, and there's a couple guys you're fighting with, but you'll probably be two or three and you play, and you get plenty of opportunities, you kind of sit in a situation like you would be at the Rams. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where he lands. I think a lot of people are hoping that he goes to the Packers, but the, the Packers Pack- aren't going to get him. I mean, Dude, they every the, time you they open your mouth, you're naming another team. Hmm? Every time you're opening... he's not. It, everybody's after him. Yeah, of course. Everybody's These after him. These are only him. the teams I've heard in rumors. Good grief. That's that's the only thing I'm saying here. It's just, it's so just like it's more just and more teams. Of, like as, the, as you just keep talking, you keep mentioning more teams. There's, there's an, I mean, everyone can use his services I mean, right now in the NFL. Now, those teams are getting way better. No, he's got he's to go to Tampa. I, don't, I think that's probably not probably one of the more least likely ones just because <laughs> there's not any opportunity there he's not gonna catch enough balls he's once not, once everybody's healthy and back yeah, I exactly. just don't, but man i just don't feel like i'm coming out of watching these tampa games going man they're like really set well you saw the, the last spot. game with julio jones out russell gage and cole beasley being their first two options right but now you get mike evans back and honestly the where you're at right now is only going to be here for like three or four more weeks. Like it's not going to be like the rest of the season. Everyone's going to come back and everyone's going to get back and everyone's be healthy. Chris Godwin's just kind of dealing with the aftermath of an injury and trying to get back. And you know, Klein's went being cautious there. Julio Jones is looking great. Everyone's high on him. Russell Gage is just going to get, is he coming back? Is Julio coming back? Yeah. He's not out for, I've not seen anything that says he's out on injury reserve or anything like that. So honestly, It'd be surprising if he decided to do that. The only reason he would do that is just to have the opportunity to sit, play, and meet and have a teammate uh, with Tom Brady just yeah. for a season. That's the only okay. reason I would say that would make sense. Unless, of course, he doesn't sign and Mike Evans, or not Mike Evans, but Chris Godwin gets re injured or Julio Jones goes out with an injury or something like that, then, you know, that would go up a little bit in stock. But I kind of see that as one of the lower options because the Bucks are a good football team when they have all their wide receivers. When they don't, they struggle. We saw that on Sunday, but there's so many other teams that should be throwing money at him and and jump the opportunity. And maybe if he holds out, who knows? I've heard a rumor that that Lamar Jackson could be a uh, New York Giant next season. Mm. You wait enough time, you get to go back to your former team and catch balls from Lamar Jackson, who's just improving week after week. So, OBJ, sounds like your services are needed everywhere. Just be patient. Okay. Uh, so Mac Jones, uh, New England Patriot quarterback. Former Alabama quarterback. He's hurt. Yeah. And so do we know how long he's out? Belichick won't say anything, but uh, we know that it's going to doctors say he needs surgery. Okay. So, so he, he could be out a while. He when could you be get gone surgery, for a decent could, amount of time. Could be a while. So that's kind of a big deal to the Patriots. That's a huge loss. He's already out this week. He's already, they're already saying he's out, which no one's at all surprised yeah, about. Right. But Belichick never likes to play his hands too early, so he'll keep saying, you know, just what's necessary to say but honestly after watching him play uh against the the ravens and seeing what he's been able to do in his rookie season this is a huge loss for the patriots who are already trying to figure out their identity who's trying to throw as much together as they possibly can i feel like the defensive line is the strong point for this patriots team 
out of every other position on this team uh, because they got to Lamar Jackson really well. Yeah, he got to the pocket a little bit, but they got sacks. They, they did decent in pressure. But with Matt Jones, that offense is a way better than Brian Hoyer being back there and throwing the football around the yard because these players, these wide receivers, the S are getting better and they got a couple new wide receivers to kind of use and, and are making lasting impacts, but they don't have a good core wide receivers. They got a couple good ones and a bunch of okay ones. So then you put a guy like Brian Hoyer in there who hasn't been taking all the first team reps and now is going to have to come in there and start winning football games immediately. So they have a chance to start winning games and start making some some sort of playoff push. But at this point, I kind of feel like this Patriots team might be, and well, it's an end of an era with Tom Brady left, but I'm saying it's might be the end of the era for, you know, Bill Belichick and coming soon. I don't think he'll, retire for this season I don't know if it could be a couple more seasons and he's not he's saying that he's you know going to be around and all that but how much longer do you want to deal with this as as a head coach with this team that's going to be you know two three maybe four years out from being a legitimate contender again because it's going to take time for them to get all the correct pieces into place they already got decent bones but they're going to take a lot of time to get even better and better now Matt Jones is out so he's going to lose valuable playing time with these wide receivers as they're trying to build and in that case then you kind of sit in a situation where you're kind of putting you're you're kind of held back a little bit. And with Matt Jones, he has a severe high ankle sprain, is what the injury is. And I think I mentioned that on Monday. So if it's an ankle injury, that's that's bad. I don't know if it's the throwing foot or not, but regardless, you gotta use both your feet to be able to plant and throw. So with that type of injury, that's like an arm injury where it's gonna take an extended period of time for him to get back. And yeah, we probably won't know a whole lot of information, but after the surgery, there's probably He's going to go on IR, and then that's four weeks. And then after the after the surgery, there could be some extra, um, some extra time, some complications, something like that that they've got to deal with as far as setbacks and the injury process to try to get back. And then you're near the end of the season, and then you look up and you say, "Okay, this team doesn't stand any sort of chance." And yes, I get that he's coming back, but that doesn't kind of improve anything for him. So at this point, you kind of are sitting in, in kind of limbo right now, um, trying to figure it out, but. With the Patriots team, they've already come in with so many question marks about you know what's going to happen next, who they're going to be, all that stuff, and and now they're kind of sitting in a, in a situation where everything just got way more complicated than it was. Uh, in in um, it's, let's see, it's Wednesday, so on on Sunday. So at this point, it's kind of getting a situation where I wish I wish I knew more about you know what the situation is, but it's very hard to get information out of a, that Patriot squad unless Belichick wants you to know about it. And clearly, he doesn't want to play those cards right now. So, at this point, it's not looking good. But a team that is looking better is the Cowboys, who beat the Giants. But it looks like Dak Prescott's targeting a Week 5 return. So, he could come back and, and start playing playing again, which is good news, I think, for Cowboys fans. But Cowboy fans are now a little bit curious because Cooper Rush has led him to a 3-0. and Or it's 3-0 when, he, when he's leading this Cowboys team. So, there's, always, there's a little bit of QB... Um, competition brewing there not and it can't really brew but I think a lot of Cowboy fans are wondering how much better is Dak Prescott compared to Cooper Rush and that's been kind of the the talk around the NFL at this point but you know quarterbacks are coming back Zach Wilson's also coming back so Mm -hmm. quarterbacks leaving quarterbacks coming back just Mm -hmm. the NFL Mm -hmm. so the uh Seattle Merit no okay so baseball uh postseason's coming up yeah you okay if we talk a little bit of baseball sure absolutely all right okay just want to make sure um, okay, so the Mariners, you had Rick Riz on the program, I believe. Yes. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. 
Uh, it looks like they are going to reach the playoffs um, for maybe the first time in 20 plus. 21 years, 20 yeah. plus, yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. That's It's been a while for uh, for them. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think is going to happen? They got to start winning baseball games. That's what's that's because the, the Rays are still playing pretty well. Well, the I mean, Rays are on top they, of them. Isn't that who they're going to have to play? No. So if they, I believe, if it's as of now, they have to play the Guardians. If okay. You, it's I think it's the Toronto Blue Jays and Tampa playing each other, and then it's Seattle playing Cleveland. Um, but the Baltimore Orioles are kind of <laughs> sitting right behind the Mariners. Okay. Now they have four more losses, so, so yeah, they're so kind of like sitting. How, how how much time do we? They're three and a half games back, is what they're sitting at. But from getting in, yes. So if they, they're kind of sitting on that edge. That's pretty far back. Yeah. Well, especially because, but the Mariners can't win. I mean, the last ten games, they're three and seven. Yeah. Well, they're gonna have to win. So and they're playing the Texas Rangers. Okay. And I'm just watching these games. I'm like, surely this will be the one they're gonna win. Yeah. Lose by five points. In the last series, they played the Kansas City Royals. Won one of those three games, and then after this series. They've got to play, I believe it's the uh, Athletics again for uh, for a few games, and then they get to play Detroit at the end of the season. So it always comes down to the A's screwing up the, uh, exactly. the Mariners season. But the uh, if they can win the next two games, take a few more of these games, win them, then they can afford to lose. Now, the Orioles got destroyed by Boston yesterday, which was big because that kept them down. And then the Rays won yesterday as well. So right now it's kind of... I would like the Mariners to stay where they're at. I think I'd rather play Cleveland than play Tampa or Toronto. I don't really think those are high on my list to play. But as far as the Mariners are concerned, you need to scrape back, scrape things together and start winning some baseball games. I think they need to win like six games to get in, and the Rays need to win five to lock their playoff spot. So I just, I'm looking at this. So Seattle's three and a half games up. So they yeah, are ahead of Baltimore. Baltimore's they're three and a half games back. Back. Got it. Got yeah, it. Got yeah. it. Okay. Okay. So, gotcha. and yes. Baltimore is, is playing right now. And how many, how many games we got there's left? There's not much. There's, let's see. So there's uh, three, four, six, seven. I think there's like eight games left. Eight games left. For the Mariners. Okay. Well, that's, that's enough games to blow it. Yeah. They have to win all except two of those to lock it. So they have to, they have to win six. They win six games to lock it. The Rays have um, to win five. Oof, I hate having the A's in there. They just always ruin the Mariners. Well, they season. just got to win against the Texans. That shouldn't be hard. I mean, it's the Tex- And also the issue is the is Julio Rodriguez, who is the rookie of the year uh, for the major league, is out with, uh, I think, like back cramps or something like that. And he's been out for like a few games. And he's one of the best Mariner players. And so until he gets back... It's going to be a tough road, and they say that could be multiple days before you get him back. So, if the Mariners blow it, it's kind of that'd be kind of sad, especially with how good they've played. I mean, if you can't if you can't beat the Texans or the or Texas, I mean, how are you going to beat a playoff a playoff team? I mean, you got to start winning baseball games. I mean, if you look around Twitter, you probably hear about the Mariners, and you probably know where the Mariners are at more than any other team because there's the most memes about the Mariners and how they're finishing out the season and how they're about to get in. Um, so you probably know about that. But as long as Boston keeps being the, beating the Orioles, the Mariners can lose. But if the Mariners lose and the Orioles win, that's gaining ground, and then two and a half games up, and then they got to play the Athletics, and that could totally tank their season. And the odd thing is... Like a month ago, uh, the Mariners were on top of the division, right where the or, or where right where the Blue Jays were. So, baseball can switch in a couple of seconds. So that's not really all that surprising. But 
it's going to be, it looks like they're going to make it in. That's kind of the expectation. But at the same time, they could also slide out. And that would be a very brutal experience for Mariners fans as they have been waiting for, like I mentioned, 21 years to get into the playoffs. Okay, so why why do you think QBs shouldn't be the only ones getting paid these days? Because I think there's too many times where you see that. So if you look at teams around the league, yeah. there are teams that have put a bunch of money into quarterbacks, yep. a.k.a. the Arizona Cardinals. and Denver Broncos. Well, I'm talking about teams that put a lot of money into quarterbacks and give them a decent amount of other options and they can't win. But I think you also look around the league and you look at now Patrick Mahomes is a a unique situation where he got paid a bunch of money and he has a bunch of weapons and he's winning a lot of games. But with guys like Matthew Stafford, these guys that are just like, I'm trying to think of all the guys I came with a list and I lost the list, but Matthew Stafford and these guys that are not going to be the greats, the Tom Brady's or the Josh Allen's or the Patrick Mahomes, but are still doing enough to, you know, scrape together wins are not getting paid the ridiculous sums of money, but are have the guys, the wide receivers or the gadget guys that are getting paid the ridiculous sums of money and are consistent for them. Tua isn't the best, but, you know, is serviceable and is winning games. And Jalen Hurts is starting to play a little bit better, and he's not the greatest quarterback, but he's also playing a lot of games. He has good weapons behind him. Now, Tua and Jalen Hurts are the only two, uh, only 3-0 and teams in the entire NFL. So these teams that are paying a bunch of money for the quarterback – I think is doing it wrong. It's more about who you put around him that is going to make him succeed. Because if you look at Daniel Jones' situation, you can see some raw talent in these Giants games that he's playing. But if you look around him, he doesn't have all that many great weapons besides Saquon Barkley and a fine defense. So if you look at it, I don't think the quarterback should be paid an extravagant amount of money and they're not paying any money guys around him, which then prohibits them from getting the players that they need a.k.a. the Packers, because the Packers said we want OBJ, but we don't value him enough. Now Devontae Adams is gone. You don't have OBJ, and now these rookies are coming up and trying to help the Green Bay Packers start winning football games. So I think at this point, there's a kind of a switch that I think is kind of hurting teams. And I think another team that absolutely blew it was the Kansas City Chiefs. You have to keep Tyreek Hill, because now this team has completely shifted from who they used to be and are trying to figure out who they are now. They're, they can run the football. Their running game is fine. Their quarterback is fine. But he launches the ball downfield, mostly to the point where he's overthrowing guys, which Tyreek Hill could have caught, or no one's there down the field. And Tyreek Hill is usually there in the middle of the field. So he's trying to adapt and change. And these guys that he has now, they drop the football because it's Juju and he's not the best. Uh, they're not the fastest, but if you get a little bit of a quick little slant, then you can get big chunks, and they're starting to change. But if you pay for Tyree Kill, and then you bring these guys in, now mm-hmm. this opens up, and it'll be completely new offense. The t- uh, the the Dolphins pay for Tyree Kill, and they paid, and they got three and zero record. And I think a large portion that has to do with Tyree Kill is now opening Jalen Water, which is opening up all the other guys, which mm-hmm. is then allowing mm-hmm. Tua to play better. So you can't just pay. No, you got to have a balanced. You need approach. to pay everybody. You got to be. It can't just be the quarterback. You got to be able to. And quarterbacks should know this too, right? Like at some point, does it matter if you're getting paid $290 million or $250 million? Or like at some point, you got to kind of look at your situation and think, I don't need to absorb all, all of the money. money yeah. Because part of why I want to do this is to win football games and to win championships and to be known in the future, create a legacy, right? That's one thing that Tom Brady did so well 
is you hear countless examples of him reconstructing his contract yeah. to say, hey, pay for whatever you need. Like, I made all the money I need to make. Just let's make a right. championship team. Yeah. That's what distinguishes those that succeed yeah, you and win, those that get, don't. I mean, it pays dividends in your endorsements, you know, and the money that you're going to get outside of the foot, out of the game, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you build your own personal thing and, you know, like, like win games. Like, where's your priorities, people? Is, yeah. That's, you know? So, yeah. So, I do totally agree that they're, you know. You, Jerry Goff's another one. I forgot to mention him. But he has good new rookie wide receivers, and he's starting to win football games. They're getting close to winning football games, and they're starting to get on the edge. So, there's countless examples of what you would call mediocre quarterbacks, which I think are actually good quarterbacks that are winning football games. And the ones that are getting paid the most are being watched the most and are actually struggling. So it's just kind of the way the NFL works where it's not just about the quarterback. It's about everyone else's that are around him because you could have a decent quarterback and a great wide receiver and have more success than a great quarterback and an okay wide receiver. Because mm-hmm. if you throw the ball and there's no one there to catch it, that's right. The defense is there. That's so. right. Yeah. And they'll be happy to take it. Yeah. More than happy. More than happy. All right. Good show. Good talking. Yeah. Anything interesting happening? Just more baseball games? More. Well, next couple days. Basketball starts up in two Thursday days. Night. What's Thursday night football? It's Miami Dolphins, Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, the all-white Oh, the Bengal white unis. It's coming out. Yeah, that's There's right. Everyone's really mm-hmm. excited about that. Um, but like I said, base basketball... Uh, starts up on Thursday. What does that mean? That's preseason. Not, that's like preseason ball. Right? Preseason, and then there's only like, I think it starts early October when the actual season begins. So, okay, from now till it's going to be really quick, and then we'll be in it and we'll be ready to go. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right. Cool. Good deal. Talk soon, yeah. listeners. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Again, don't forget to subscribe. Please do share the podcast with your friends and family too. We appreciate it. Awesome. God bless. See ya. See ya.